From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. And for Jason Klein this week, I'm Kevin Farrell, here with Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today's show is an open topic day, so all questions are on the table. From the big to the small, our contractors are here to help you with your home projects. Also this hour, we'll list the top home remodeling projects that actually add value to your home. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning. Give us a phone call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Or send us an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fix It 101 from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. It's the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. In for Jason Klein this week, I'm Kevin Farrell, here with Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today's show is an open topic day, so all questions are on the table. From the big to the small, our contractors are here to help you with your home projects. Also this hour, we'll talk about uh, the top home modeling, home remodeling projects that actually add value to your home. So you can join our conversation with a phone call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So good morning, guys. Hope that you're doing well this morning. Uh, I'm doing very well, and you? Doing good, doing good. I, I like to consider myself, though, the anti-Jason Klein because, you know, if you listen to the show, Jason frequently adds in his expertise and, <laughs> and doing the, the fix-it uh, home improvement projects. Uh, I am not uh, not so good. I think I uh, inherited it from my dad. Uh, n- uh, not uh, not an aversion to tools, but certainly not uh, not overly comfortable around them. I, do ha- I have found my calling, though, when uh, I have a friend that's good with car repair and also home repair, so I often call him over to ask him to, quote-unquote, help me do something right right uh, but i'm good at retrieving tools and holding things and you know that sort of thing so i, I have found my true calling when it comes to helping out with uh, with home improvement projects and it's um, a marvel to me that folks that are good at that because it's really amazing what you can do if you uh, if you put your mind to it so uh D- del what you got going on well um uh, <clears throat> right now we're putting houses back together from the storm um, a lot of tree damage and a lot of roofs have um you know just need repair and stuff so we're busy um, with that kind of in and out of the rain, as you would say. We're juggling that, but um, it's a lot to be done, and we're just getting as much done as we can before the rain come in. Jeff, yeah, um, you know we've got our fire jobs going. We've got a couple kitchen remodels, some bath remodels going, and uh, uh, right now very blessed with a um, tremendous amount of very good work. So very very thankful for that. I'll uh, do what I call executive privilege of one question to ask, and then we'll head on. Hobart's on the line from Brandon. Hobart, we'll get to your question in just a minute. Uh, Several years ago, my brother helped me replace the uh, floor of my bathroom, and we first installed a Mm -hmm. subfloor, but we used nails to kind of secure it in place. And because my house is not, it's uh, it's kind of unstable. It's the Yazoo clay that I think a lot of us deal with. Um, the nails have started to pop up through the um, the tiles that I put on there. 
there. Oh, so they're wow. little tiny. Some of them are starting to break through, and so it looks like little you know pimples there or whatever. So. First of all, I guess we probably should have used screws when we initially put the subflooring in. Screws and and construction adhesive mm-hmm. uh, on the bottom side of your subfloor and then screw it down was the proper way to do it. Now, though, I guess short of replacing the tiles, uh, there's not much that could be done to fix it? No, you're unfortunately you're not going to yeah. do a fastener <laughs> through the tile and, and be successful at it. Okay, yeah, that's the redo. So fortunately, it hadn't gotten too bad yet. I mean, I don't uh, doesn't stub my toe or anything yet. But I uh, uh, realized that was a thing. And, I, and if I remember correctly, the, the remodel before that, we had that same problem. So my house is definitely one of those that uh, is is uh, deals with that you know not real level problem. I mm-hmm. guess. Did, did y'all use the hand drive nail? Yeah. Uh huh. Now they do have a nail that's um, it's kind of coated, has a little glue on it, and um, usually. Um, we use those um, nail guns, and they have the like a little wire that, when it goes in, it'll catch it so it wasn't won't come back out. And some have the little glue on them and coat it. All right. But, so it looks like uh, again in in the near future that will be that that thing. Why would you know? Because you have to pull the toilet out, and I've got a, sure, a pedestal yes. sink. And the other problem is when we did the pedestal sink, we ended up having to uh, liquid nail it to the wall. And so now I'm afraid that if I take that off, it, oh, it's, it's going to be yeah. So it's uh, this is yeah, your but, chance but to upgrade. That's right. Just think, Kevin, it'd be a great weekend project for you. <laughs> Maybe when Jason's back, I right, can convince right. him to come over and help me. <laughs> Uh, we've got an open topic day today, so whatever your questions are, fair game this morning for us. It's one eight seven seven MPB ring. The phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Hobart's on the line from Brandon. Good morning, Hobart. Go ahead, please. All right. Well, mine's a Yazoo clay related problem as well. Uh, the uh, foundation settled more in one part of the house than the other, and I had that taken care of, but as a result of that, uh, the portion of the house that was lifted uh, up on the roof uh, apparently got a little bit closer to the part that wasn't lifted, and now there's a uh, a little bitty ridge of shingles at at that point where uh, between the uh, jacked-up part of the house and and where it sat originally. And I was uh, looking online at replacing a roof vent, power roof vent, and saw the fellow using a uh, one of these small little pry bars to get in underneath and 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 loosen pull the nails out so that he could slide that power vent up into the up under the shingles properly. Mm-hmm. And it occurred to me that this was maybe the way this particular problem could be solved as well. Get in there, pull the undo it. Uh, let the single shingles settle down and spread out back the way they want to, even though it's not going to be quite right. Uh, and then um, uh, uh, put some put some adhesive underneath the shingles mm-hmm. to make sure they stay down. It, it's not it's not a huge problem. I don't. I'm, but it, you know, it's, uh, it comes time to uh, sell the house. It's going to be an issue, I think. Yeah, uh, is your roof kind of steep pitched? Uh, not, well, it's steeper than I want to be on. That's <laughs> <laughs> understand that. Yeah, that's the only thing that concerns me is, um, making sure you can, um, get up there safely. You have the technique down. Uh, the science is correct. You know, you remove those nails and then break the seal on it, but you want to, um, let the shingles, uh, relax and, and put a new, um, some, um, sealant on there in place of where the nail holes were 
and uh, to glue the shingles back down. But um, in the near future, when it's time to change the roof, then you can, um, you know, correct it all the way. But that yeah, would uh, yeah. definitely work. Yeah, but that, that's a little more expensive than pulling up the nails. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> and if you wanted, you could change that power vent to um, the new vent ridge that doesn't have mechanical working parts, and um, it worked just as well. Is that right? Because mm-hmm, those power vents go out every so often. Yeah. Okay. Well, appreciate the uh, the information. All right, uh, Hobart, we appreciate your call. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. It's an open topic day, so we're looking for your uh, home improvement uh, questions. The number to call, one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Bill's in Diamond Head and has called in this morning. Go ahead, Bill. Uh, good morning, fellas. I have, um, I have two questions. I'm going to give you the easy one first. I want to re-roof with a metal roof. Would you recommend I put the metal roof directly over the existing roof or take up the existing roof and then put down a layer of rubberoid, torch down roofing, and then metal over that? Mm, Pins on your pockets. But um, in most cases, if you do remove that roof, you could use the uh, the new product like a peeling stick or underlayer, um, the icy water. Something of that sort. Uh, they have um, a, a sort of a, a lot of good products that are easy to um, install without the torch down, unless you just prefer that. And they have the okay. same mill thickness. But that would okay. definitely be like two roofs in one if you do it that way. Yeah. W- would you recommend to pull up the existing roof or put a metal roof directly on top of it? For resale value, I would. You know, um, but up. yes. Because you, you, once, um, if a roof ever leaks, then you got all of that to, you know, consider. The water could oh, be coming good. in one spot and traveling several different ways, and it'd be hard to track it. Yeah, that's a great point. And then your that, weight factor. May I ask another question? Go ahead. Um, in my in my attic, between the rafters, I'm thinking about putting a um, a chrome or whether would you say aluminum tube that would be filled with it would be plastic filled with uh, insulation and my concern is pers- is uh is sweating of the roof mm. <coughs> what, have you, you think i need to forget about that one <laughs> well you could create a, a humidity barrier there but they do have the foam spray that works very well i mean oh, it'll reduce the um the temperature in the attic and it's you know it's fairly uh simple to have it installed well, you've helped me out tremendously. I appreciate it very much. All right, uh, Bill, we appreciate your call. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll continue taking your home improvement questions on this open topic day on Fix It 101. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 On the line are Brian and Glenn. We'll get to your questions right after this break. This is MPB Think Radio. of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio.
And welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. In for Jason Klein this week, I'm Kevin Farrell here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. It's an open topic day today, so we're looking for your home improvement questions. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven. 672-7464. You can email the show, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Before we head back to the phone lines, we had a call before the break about installing a metal roof. And is a metal roof more a cosmetic thing because it looks nice, or are there advantages to having a metal roof over the traditional roof? Um, <clears throat> I think your metal's going to last longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure do. Uh, and if I was doing that, I would... Leave my existing shingles. I'd put one by fours down, strip my mm-hmm. existing roof, and put my put my metal over the top of it. Okay, and and you won't have the um, the color blemishes with the you know because mm-hmm. shingles they're gonna um, after a period of time they're gonna dim down, and then you sometimes have allergies and and mold and mildews and things from the uh, trees and stuff like that. So the metal roof would definitely be easy maintenance because all you gotta do is wash it down. All right, very good. Back to the phone lines we go, starting again in Madison. Brian's on the line. Good morning, Brian. Hey, y'all. Go ahead. Um, so I'm calling in about a job that I'm doing um, where the, where the uh, existing paint was oil and the, um, and the owner painted over with latex, so the paint's peeling back and all that jazz. So uh, what I did was I, 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 well, I guess my question being is, is what would be the best way to go over that existing oil after I scraped it down? And to uh, to replace it with latex paint. Primer. Now, <clears throat> do you know for sure that it's oil? Well, I guess it might be. Yeah, it's a, it's some kind of an enamel of paint. Um, I mean, you can test it, Brian, and find out what if it's oil or or latex. Okay. Uh, get you a rag with denatured alcohol on it, and and rub the <clears throat> rub the paint. If it comes off on your rag, then it's latex. If it doesn't, gotcha. it's oil. Gotcha. And okay. uh, you can you can apply uh, oil. Kind of pretty much uh, <clears throat> guarantee it's oil because I've been rubbing. I've been because <laughs> I scraped off the existing latex and I went back and uh, you know sanded it down. You know rubbed it up, scuffed it, sanded it down, and then I went over with one two. I was going to go over with one two three primer. That's Insur primer. I just didn't know if that was proper or if I should use the bin. The BIN stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like that's you know to go because I really want to change it to latex paint. Okay, well the 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 rule is don't apply oil base over latex, but you can put oil you can put latex over oil. That's the rule. Okay. So, I, right. I would prepare my surface with, uh, you know, obviously, uh, um, you know, take some um, uh, lightweight sandpaper, rough it up a little bit, so your so your primer will stick. And prime it good. All right. Hey, Brian, thanks for the call. Uh, Let's move on next. We've got uh, Glenn, who's called in from Biloxi. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning, guys. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Uh, I've got a question for you. We've got a house with an outdoor patio back on the back, about 10 feet, about 20 feet. Uh, At this point, it's open, has a uh, ceramic tile floor, has concrete columns. We're looking at possibly enclosing that, uh, either with, Glancing it in or screening it in. Uh, we have people who've done done both, and so we're looking at some options. I thought I would uh, get your take on what the relative advantages of either screening in or glancing are. Uh, and you said it's a ten by twenty, right? Okay, so that's two hundred square feet. 
Um, and there, there's there's already a roof on it, correct? That's correct. Okay. Um, my only issue would be if I'm going to glass it in, I've got to heat and cool it. Um, your existing unit is probably not sized to heat a sunroom. Um, rule of thumb is one ton of air for every 500 square feet of living space. But you can pretty much throw that out the window when it comes to a sunroom because they're they're all glass. So you you may you may have to look at some some heat and air options. And um, we were thinking about one of these uh, uh, units that you kind of place up high. A mini split, um, yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. Great, great option. Um, you know, if it were me and it was in the budget, it'd be much better to have it glassed in, and then you could use it year round. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I think it just boils down to budget. But make sure you insulate it well. All right, uh, Glenn, thanks for calling in this morning. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. Uh, we're taking your home improvement questions on an open topic day, so give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. Next, we've got Rodney from L.A., which I'm assuming is Louisiana and not Los Angeles, but you never know. Rodney, thanks for calling. Thank you. Yes, it's definitely Louisiana. All right. <laughs> What's your question? Uh, I don't have, we live in a, a mobile home, statewide, and uh, I'm gone a lot because I drive over the road, and my wife called me yesterday and said, we're having a problem with uh, water leaking down the walls, and uh, it leaked over in a the light switch or whatever, and I know there's no piping or anything up there, and I don't think uh, there's any leaks in the roof, and I was wondering if it could possibly be uh, condensation, because we keep it real, real cool in there most of the time, and, you know, it's hot and humid in Louisiana, so. You kind of have to track that, that. Well, I wouldn't think condensation, Rodney, simply because... You know, it's, you said it's doing it in one spot. Um, Actually, it's several spots. Is it? It sure sounds like a roof leak to me. Um, it really does. I don't. I don't. I don't know what kind of weather y'all been having, but we have we have had some serious rains in Central Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have too. And, yeah, uh, we have a tree uh, that's uh, right beside the, the house. So I've I've been going. Uh, now about a month, so I don't know exactly yeah. what, what might have happened, but I know before I left, there weren't any red Yeah, that's sure what it sounds like. Um, not ruling out condensation, but, you know, if it's doing it on the wall, I'm going to have it on the windows. I'm going to have it everywhere. Um, yeah. I'm, it's not going to be I- isolated. So yeah, It could uh, be a tree limb uh, gave you a little puncture there. In, in your, um, I, think, I think I'd chase a leak first, Rodney. Mm-hmm. What would I? What would I do to fix a leak like that on my mobile? Well, it's a metal roof, right? Yeah. Um, they make a they make a product. It's a it's a roll on or a brush on mm-hmm. um, product that that uh, that you can put on there. Clean it real well. It it does work. I, I had a um, I had a um, a motorhome that uh, experienced some roof issues, and I used it. Uh, I've never actually. Uh, I mean, I, I hadn't walked on it or anything, so I don't know how solid the roof is on the Right, right. You get up there and walk around on the trees. Uh, uh, kind of stay on your ladder and look if you could, but you can walk on them. 
but you could cause more damage too. Okay. And if All it's right. on the wall, you could pay, probably do it from the letter. But don't mistake the uh, aluminum coat for a water preventer. It's just to uh, insulate the metal. But they, like Jeff was saying, there are some products, the Hydro Stop and um, several other roofing uh, products that you can brush on that will burn and, and turn to like uh, the liquid rubber. And that would, that would be the way to go. Okay. Just brush that right. uh, edge, you know, about a foot or two up. Or you could coat the whole roof, but uh, make sure you use a water uh, repellent um, instead of just something to uh, coat it. It's like a paint, but you definitely want something that's waterproof. Okay, that's something you can get like at Lowe's Home Depot. Or- yes, or, or yep. definitely try. Yep, you can. They have it at um, Home Depot. The, the you seen the commercial, the um, Flex. Um, oh yeah, the guy sews mm-hmm. uh, saws the boat in half and then paints the yes. stuff. <laughs> so that that works. And um, your, oh, yeah, <laughs> your roofing manufacturer would have something mm-hmm. the same that would probably be cheaper, but definitely um, mm-hmm. check it out. Even your paint stores have it. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll go check one of them out. All right. Rodney, thanks for the call. Uh, This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. It's an open topic day, and the phone lines are open, so if you have a question, give us a call. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. You can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So uh, our producer, Java, found a list of uh, home remodeling projects that add value to your house, and they're listed from most value to least value. And number one on the list is attic insulation. Um, and it's uh, the question is, is that something that you want to do it yourself, or should you call the pros? And I know when you're dealing with fiberglass, there are some definitely some health concerns there. Um, you could do it yourself. Uh, the big box stores actually – We'll sell you the product and 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 um, um, let you borrow their blower and just get up there and blow it. Now, you know, obviously, think about what you're doing. You're walking on rafters. The only thing keeping you up there is walking on those rafters because the minute you put your foot on that sheetrock. You're going through. Mm-hmm. You're going through. Right. So... Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's somewhat of a little dangerous spot up there. Yes. We've got, we've got gas up there. We have power, we have venting, you know, so we don't want to grab a vent pipe. And I think on Man, a hammer, on a, on a one to five hammer scale, it'd probably be a three. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. and consider that if you're going to blow it in, um, Anything that's, you know, uh, loose need taping up or uh, certain things need covering up, you know, if you have a hot water tank up there, you know, um, just have to consider everything like that because you can cause a fire or, or um, blow and, and stuff coming all downstairs that you didn't know. And it's just, you know, it should be considered. Very good. We'll continue with that list as we have time, but we always like to get to phone calls that come in. We'll go back to the phones. Uh, we get again in Charleston. Letty is on the line. Good morning. Go ahead. You're on the air. Good morning. I have a question. Um, for some reason, I live in a mobile home, and sometimes water comes uh, when it rains through the exhaust over the stove. I have a micro hood and uh, microwave and vento hood combo, and sometimes water goes in and it comes through these uh, through the hood mm-hmm. all the way down, and it comes out where the filters for the vento hood is. Mm-hmm. And it drips onto the stove, and and I cannot even get to the top of the roof to see what is happening there. I don't know. What would you recommend? Call a roofer. 
Um, someone that needs to get up there and inspect it because your your uh, the cap could be off of the uh, pipe. You know, they have a little hood that's on top to keep water from getting in, or it could be leaking on the sides. But it's definitely around that pipe, and you it's need to be able to uh, get up there and assess the problem to see if the cap is blown off or if the uh, seal is broken around the pipe. Okay, so it's a seal or a cap issue. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, sometimes I appreciate it because sometimes I'm scared to turn on the microwave. <laughs> Yeah, that that you definitely want to have that um, taken care of right away because with the rain, it's going to keep coming in, and, and that's electrical going through there and then over your stove. You just don't want to leak in your house. Yeah, I sure appreciate that very much. All right, thanks for your call. Next, we've got uh, John's calling from Alabama today. Good morning, John. Go ahead. Uh, thank you. Um, I've got a question about something that just happened. It involves my dishwasher, which is a GE model from the early 80s, but it looks to be in really good condition. Um, I seldom use dishes, uh, enough dishes to use the dishwasher, so just periodically I uh, run the thing to, you know, keep it in working order. Uh, I mean, starting this year, it it was kind of a rough go. Um, I opened it this morning to load the dishwasher and give it a nice run with some actual dishes. And I was surprised there was some uh, a little bit of water in there, like I found the last few times I've done that. But at the edge of that water was a handful, like uh, maybe 10 or a dozen little black worms in a sealed uh, dishwasher. Wow. And they're very small. So um, I got, uh, got them out of there and uh, ran the, the cancel button, which drains the thing, and I'm going to set it up. But can you tell me what's going on with that? Um, they're, uh, they're, they're small black worms about uh, a quarter inch long, very thin, like you'd taken a Sharpie pen and flicked it against a piece of paper. Hmm. So uh, this mystified me. Also, the water that collects in there, uh, a lot less than it did before, has a bit of a sewer smell to it. Mm-hmm. Bacteria. I'm afraid that's uh, above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> We've had people call in with that, um, the, the the smells from the sink and everything, and, and a lot of them just say run a little um, bleach in it or vinegar or something. It's like you uh, you have a little bacteria growing in there. They're, they're growing in from the water sitting. Well, and, and the, things in the, the water. water is much easier to explain than the than the the insects um john i I, i'm going to guess that your drain tube should go over the top of that dishwasher have you looked at that no i have not okay what i think what's happening when you're using your sink and your disposal you're getting a backflow of of waters going in that drain tube okay because uh, how a dishwasher works, it actually pumps the water back into your disposal or into your P-trap of your sink. And if you don't have a loop in that hose, every time you use that sink, you can get a little bit of water in there. And I yeah. bet that's where your insects are coming from as well. So it, if I had to guess, it's going to be the loop on that on that drain tube. Yes, that loop acts as a P-trap. Uh, does the the lack of a loop cause it to um, like siphon water from the uh, from the sink sewer line? Well, it's going to it's going to it's going to run back, back in up. there from your sink. 
That's okay. that's the purpose for the loop. Okay. So it, it just needs to go above the, uh, the, the, just put it on top of the dishwasher. Okay, maybe that came down. I'll yeah, all right. I, I, no, yeah, I, I bet it did, John. All righty, John. Okay. Thank you. Sure. You bet. Thanks for the call. Time for another quick break. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. It's an open topic day, so we're looking for your home improvement uh, questions. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 You can email the show fixit101 at mpbonline.org. When we get back from the break, William's on the line from Ellisville. We'll take his call and your call if you have one this morning for us. Back with more after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. In for Jason Klein this week, I'm Kevin Farrell here with Dale Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today is an open topic day, so we've been taking a variety of home improvement-related questions. Some open phone lines if you'd like to join in today at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Next on the line is William from Ellisville. Good morning, William. Good morning. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to make a comment concerning the tankless hot water heaters. I hear them discussing them a lot, and I'm on my second one right now. Mm. Not from not from it going bad or anything, but two different structures I had built. But anyway, uh, people need to understand that those things uh, require maintenance, and also, uh, you know, the problem I have now is if I got to get water all the way to the other end of the house. Uh, sometime it takes three or four or five minutes because I think one thing that I'm dealing with now, the, the supplier sold me one that's too big. So when I go in the house and I turn on the faucet, most of the time I have to turn on two faucets in order to get hot water out of it because, you know, this, and also in the wintertime it's going to make a difference because, you know, the water's cold coming out of the ground. So people need to understand that it's not no fix-all because I end up, with more water bills because they have to run more water to get hot water. Mm. And so wow. anyway, I just want to make those comments. So, you know, some people, they want to try them, and they say, no, and they, and they are good, but some people that's used to turning on the water and getting into hot water heater, they need to understand uh, that it's having to heat the water and also the distance from where they plan on getting water from where the unit is on the outside of the house. Right, right. That's, a, that's an excellent point. All right, William, thanks for calling in. If, if you could remind us of, of what a tankless water heater is and how it works. Uh, it's, it's very, very simple. It is a, a coil copper pipe with a flame running up through the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people call them on demand. When you turn the water on, water's cold, goes through those that series of coils, and uh, flame comes on, heats it. All right. It's that simple. Let's press on then. Next, we've got uh, Carlton calling in from Camden. Carlton, you're on the air, so go ahead, please. Hey, how y'all doing? Good. So um, I've got a, um, a, a fairly uh, low uh, or flat-graded property, and I've had a problem with um, um, it, it's the, the shape of the – this section of the house is shaped uh, kind of like an L, and uh, the roof line kind of pours in to the, to the, the corner of that L. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've got a little um, – 
uh, it's starting to settle a little bit. I'm noticing my door, uh, my garage door on that wall starting to kind of jam a little bit. And so I was thinking of uh, maybe trying a, a French drain. But my, my question was, um, number one, how difficult would you say that type of a project is? But then number two, um, if the property is kind of flat, where <laughs> What would you right. I've, I've right. kind of catch basin things that they do, or like a trash can looking thing they put in the ground? Or yep. Do you, do you have gutters on your house? I gotta get gutters. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would say definitely gutters would help um, disperse that water away too. Keep okay. the water away from that house. That's that's a that is the number one rule. Keep the water away from that and, foundation. French drains are not that uh, difficult. It's just um, if everything is flat, you have to look at um, you might have to run it um, a great deal of distance. Or you could um, maybe um, have it tied into your um, original drain system. You know, uh, if you have um, a snake out and all of that, you can tie into that same pipe and let it uh, drain out that way. But okay. you're going to have to look at, you know, how many feet you're going to need to drain away. Okay. And, okay. Um, just, those gutters would definitely help. Okay, okay. So I, I, maybe I can start with the gutters. And, yes. Uh, I, I agree with that, Dale. I, I, I agree with that 100%. Start start with the gutters and then move from there. Okay, okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks for the call. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. If you have a call for us on this open topic day, the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. You can always email the show fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We're off to New Albany next. Sharon's on the line. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. How are y'all? We're doing good. What's your question? Okay, I have a GE ice maker. It's about, I guess, eight years old, and uh, we had used it about three years, and it quit making uh, hard ice. It was more water. So I ordered a repair kit. It was the little wire at the top that you leave, but I did it, and it worked great for about another two years. Well, then it quit working again, and my husband said he was going to get it fixed, and we're in our third summer without an ice maker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm not laughing at you. I just had that tickled. <laughs> He's really good at the things he likes. Evidently, he didn't want to deal with it. Well, look, he's not in that boat by himself, okay? We're all guilty of that. He was in a general bucket right there. There you go. I am pretty handy, and I did fix it the first time, but I'm not sure this time it's the same thing. And I don't know whether to order the unit at the top, you know, the I guess the motor or whatever is at the bottom of the unit, but the little thing that makes all the ice is at the top. We, we used the right solution to clean it, so I was pretty good at all that. I just don't know whether this time if I order the entire unit, that's the fix, or if I should just call a repair person. I'm not sure you, this time. You know, you know what you could do is simply call the repair person. And tell your husband that you fixed it. <laughs> because if you think about it, that's a true statement. <laughs> that's right. You know, after 43 years of marriage, I, I, you know, we've just been brutally, painfully honest. There you life. go. I'll just go with it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. And then the water Mm-mm. runs, and it, I've cleaned it, and it fills. But then it also kind of, it sounds like it keeps running. 
and I'm not sure if it keeps running because it's the the Freon unit is just not going to freeze sure. anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the repairman would definitely um, take the guesswork out of it. Okay. Because you you could be buying parts that you don't need. Yeah, like I said, the first time it was pretty clear cut, but I I just don't know. So you're just saying just bite the bullet and let the repair guy come and do it. Uh, Sharon, I th- I think that's the smartest thing. I really do. All right. All right. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Sharon. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. It's an open topic day, so we're looking for your home improvement-related questions. The number to call, one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email the show, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We're off to the hub city of Hattiesburg. Mike's called in today. Good morning, Mike. Hi, good morning. I have a, a washing machine that... Uh takes on a smell every few days. Uh, it's apparently holding water or getting water up between the, uh, the tubs. At least that's what I think it is. Uh, it's, it's currently under warranty, and the uh, warranty repairman tells me there's nothing that he can do about it. So my wife is just continually uh, using the machine uh, for a few days and then going back and running through a bleach water solution. Is there anything wow. that can be done about that? <laughs> You know, nothing upsets me more than to to have a manufacturer that something is under warranty and they tell the customer there's nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that just I, that just it burns me up. Okay, it really yeah. does. Um, you know where where's where's Timmy when you need him? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Mike, I, I I don't know, man. I I, yeah. I, I just. Yeah, it's kind of a tough problem because you don't know how, how long to let it go. You know, right. you're washing your clothes in uh, a slimy solution of uh, whatever, uh, or do you have to do that every day or every couple I, of days you know, or what, you know? I, no, I think, I think I'm one eight hundred manufacturer I really do. Yeah. You know? Okay. You've yeah. got to get to someone in corporate over over yeah. the repair look, line. Okay, look, if you can't fix it, bring me another one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Yeah. It's defective. I, I think that's great. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Good luck, Mike. Yeah, I think so. You know, if, if you're not getting sort of a resolution at the local level, just, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got to yeah. go upstairs. And then they'll be like, how did this you get know, to it's, us? It's, it's under warranty, but we can't, we can't do anything about it. And we built it. Yeah. Now, if we, if, if we operated like that, uh, if the contractors no. operated like that, we would be out of business. You mm-hmm. got to make it good. You so, got to fix it. They don't want no guesswork. Anyway. And I would say also, too, if you have any form of social media when you talk to them, threaten that you're going to go on because, you know, we all know the, the, the result oh, yes. that can have. So yeah. uh, let's get one call in before this next break, and it goes to Prentice in Madison. Good morning. You're on the air, so go ahead, please. Hi. Um, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I have a, about a 20-year-old um, counter-depth Samsung uh, refrigerator. It's got the French doors on the top and then yep. the bottom uh, drawer and it has an ice maker. Yep. And I have been online trying to troubleshoot it and it's just not working. Um, it, what's happening is uh, it's making ice, everything's fine, uh, but it, there's this leak that keeps happening in the fruit drawer, you know, the fruit and vegetables. Mm-hmm. And so my, I'm getting tired of my solution, which is layering towels. Wow. And um, I called the online service, and uh, they said, well, maybe the pressure isn't right in the, uh, the, the hose that connects to the 
uh, ice maker. So I disconnected the whole thing, and it's still happening. Oh, okay. So it's so it's not the water coming into the refrigerator then. No. Okay, it's a condensation issue. Okay. Um, it's which, a lot. Which which would tell me that the a seal is is probably not acting properly. Um, a, a seal where? In the door or the drawer. Something is letting warm warm air hitting cool air causes condensation. Sure. So it's only gathering in the in one of the drawers. Yeah. Wow. Again, one eight hundred Timmy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Timmy, please call in. <laughs> so, so who's Kenny? Uh, Tim. Timmy is our uh, appliance repair guy that we have on the show every once in a while. But that, that's, So definitely this would be something to, to turn over to the pros and see if, if they yeah. can kind of figure out where the problem's coming from. You need a tech to come out and, and yep. address the situation. Take a look at it. Okay. Yes. Um, does Timmy have a, a company? Yeah, uh, AC Remedies. And appliances. Yep. Yep, great guy. Yeah, he's, he's been on the show a lot. Guy. Always yep. has some good, uh, some good, good solutions there. So that might be a, a way to go. Thank you. All right. Okay. Thanks, Prentice, for the call. Time for one final break this hour. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. It's an open topic day. We've got a variety of questions, but still time for you to call in with your question as well. The phone number is one eight seven seven MPB Ring. It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. You can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Back with more after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. In for Jason Klein this week, I'm Kevin Farrell, here with Dale Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. It's an open topic day, so we're looking for any home repair-related question that you might have. We've got about uh, six or seven minutes left in the show, so if you have a question, still time to work one in at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. We didn't make much progress on our list of uh, remodeling projects that add value to your home, but we do have a time for a couple more. Uh, the number one, or the number one we talked about was attic insulation. Number two is an entry door. A steel door is what they recommend. Um, what are the advantages of a steel door versus, say, other types of materials that make doors? Well, you know, steel may last a little bit longer. Um, I wouldn't want a steel door on the front of my house. Mm-hmm. I want the uh, wood. You know, I want something that's going to look nice. Um, if I wanted to get away from wood, I wouldn't do steel. I would do fiberglass. Okay. You get a nice fiberglass door that looks like wood. Um, now you really have something that, that, that will will live better in the elements. And, and it also depends on if your, your house is facing the sun a lot, too. Right those things but uh yeah a good door does add value to the house 
All right, and Jeff, I loved your one to five hammer scale there. So, what about uh, messing with a door? What where does that fall oh. on the scale? Yeah, now a door, depending on uh, if you buy a door unit or just the blank, just the slab. Oh, it's definitely on a one to one to five. Going to be a five. Okay, doors yeah. doors going to be very complicated. Don't take them for granted and think I can do this by myself in thirty minutes. Right. No, no. And again, it's important for security of your house and for insulation. So this does sound like something uh, that you need to let the pros handle to make sure that it gets done right uh, the first time. We got some calls to get to. Let's start again in uh, Meadville. Dixie's called in today. Good morning, Dixie. Good morning. Go ahead. I have a basement. Um, of course, Mississippi with a basement, you're not supposed to do. Right. But I have a basement that's on a hill. Um the portion of the basement that is under the house that is all below grade um, does not leak. But as that basement feeds into a carport and the level of the um, dirt itself goes further down uh, or, or lower, a half to three-quarters of the way down the wall, mm-hmm. um, I start getting leakage. Now, I do have French drains along both sides of the uh, basement and... It's on a hill. Um, you have any suggestions to help leakage? And it is an older structure. Mm-hmm. Man. That's Do you tough. see any uh, cracks tough. in the uh, walls, anything that could allow no, water in? It's a, it is a brick-on-brick house. I mean, when it's mm-hmm. brick-on-brick, it is not um, wood frame, brick veneer. It is a brick-on-brick house construction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's built on top of a almost a gravel pit um hill you know a rock based hill right and, right and so i do not have any foundation issues yeah and on the inside you can see where the water comes in at or anything? you can see the seepage basically through the the grout lines of the brick okay. and, and it still can you be know, coming from further than that dixie that 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 is a um i appreciate the question but that is so hard to answer without looking at it you're gonna it need really someone. is um I, w- I think I think what I would try, I would take a water hose, I would put it in my where my French drain starts, okay? okay, and I'd run my water hose through there. Now, if I'm getting leakage, that's going to tell me right there I've got a French drain problem. Okay. If I'm not leaking through that, then I've got some drainage issue, um, not not getting water away from that house fast enough. Um, I think I would start there. It it needs to be looked with a trained eye because sometimes just you have brick cap edges and things that need to be looked at that could be sealed with that uh, the same product we were saying earlier, like a hydro stop or some type of um, paint um, water propellant um, solution. And you might need to dig it out and have those walls um, sprayed with that hydro stop. Right from the outside. Mm -hmm. Yes, don't do it from the inside and dam it up, and then it's just going to run somewhere else. All right, uh, Dixie, we appreciate your call. Let's see if we can get these final calls in. Next, we go to Natchez. John's on the line. Go ahead, John. Hey, uh, I've got uh, a French drain in my backyard up against the foundation of my house, but with all the rain we've been getting lately, the my yard has been flooding. And behind my yard, it drops off pretty steep into a, uh, into a creek. And I'm trying to get the water uh, to move through the front of my yard to the street and but it's lower, so I'm trying to figure out if there's any way that I can put a pump in there to get it up over mm. into that French drain that runs through the street. Yeah, you could put a sump pump there. Um, Would it not get caught with, like, grass or anything uh, like that, or is there any way that you can design it? I mean, you know, it, it would 
in my opinion, have to be put in a, a barrel or some sort of gravel um, structure to hold the sump pump. Um, but man, I would sure want to do something else before I put in yeah. a sump pump. You could, you got a grade issue. Um, a little dirt hauling <clears> in <throat> and let, you know have it graded out, it would run just as natural. Yeah, if you can do that. Um, yeah, I mean, we haul dirt all the time. It's just cultivating it in to, to run off. No, I'm saying, is there enough? Oh, yeah, enough room for that. Yeah, what's the elevation? Yeah, you got to look at that. Tight, but I guess it could be done. I could be done by hand. But All right, well, thank you all very much. All sure. right, uh, John, thanks for the call. Let's uh, get one in. Cindy's in Benton. Cindy, we're pressed for time, so if you could be quick. Yes, we had. We moved to home. We had that spray-in foam insulation put in the walls, the attic and under the house. Do we need some type of vent up in that attic? I know sometimes you have those turbine things and mm-hmm. all in that attic. Do we need anything with this type of insulation? Still, uh, it's good to have. You need a little ventilation. Um, uh-huh. in, in a lot of cases, when they spray the foam spray, they'll cover everything up, so even the attic vents that original were there with the home. So right. it's no it's ventilation, and it can cause uh, condensation. So um, oh. you could put the whirlybirds in or um, a 750 louvers. Or it, it, you need some ventilation. So the louvers would be inside of the house? No, they would go on top of the roof, oh. and oh, they vent the out uh, naturally. Okay, I just, yeah, something that, I kind of didn't want that whirly bird thing. I was looking for something that maybe wouldn't be so noticeable, so the louver is more flat? Yes, they're the uh, flat um, decorative kind, and um, they, they'll work fine. All right. Okay. All right, Cindy. Thanks so much. Thanks for the call. Wow, what a full day of questions we had. Thanks for everybody to call in. That is going to wrap us up today, though. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman, and our call screener was Michelle McAdoo. So for Del Moore and Jeff Sammons, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned up next at 10. It's Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo. We'll be back next Wednesday at 9 for another Fix It 101, heard only on MPB Think Radio.